It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic's postseason dreams are officially done, are officially over. The Orlando Magic eliminated from the playoffs. The long journey has come to this. A team that still has so much to be excited for, but is feeling that twinge of disappointment. That's a good thing, as they fall here. What comes next for the Orlando Magic, and what do we make of this crazy year? We'll get to that on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 5th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Cleveland Cavaliers, officially eliminating them from the postseason. The Eastern Conference postseason field is set. The Orlando Magic will not participate. The final team eliminated from that set. We'll talk about the Magic's loss to Cleveland Cavaliers, what to make of this wild and crazy season, and what the Magic are missing that the Cavaliers showed them. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash NBA and get on your way to being your best self. There was definitely a a sense of finality, a sense of desperation, a, a sense of a team that didn't want this to end, that didn't want this journey to end, that didn't want this season to end, that didn't want this hope to end. We've known for the longest time now that the odds of making the postseason, the odds of making the play-in tournament were very, very distant. The Magic starting 5-20 and 20, had to slowly climb their way back up and playing 500 basketball for essentially the rest of the season. They're five games over since that 5-20 and 20 start, so it's not like they've been playing poorly. Um, was enough to kind of keep them in the race, keep them within shouting distance, and Yes, this young team has missed opportunities and missed games and dropped games and and learned a lot of hard lessons along the way. But the finality of finally seeing that E next to the Magic's name uh, in the standings, that, that, that sense of there is nothing necessarily meaningful to play for, at least for this year, it stinks. 
Because the Magic did really have this in their hands. The Magic really did have the opportunity, have the, 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 the passion and, and, and the desire to make this push. The belief, as much as anything else, to make this push to get to the playoffs, to get to that seemingly impossible goal. The Magic have improved a lot this year, and you can feel it. One of the largest crowds in Amway Center history. The Magic have had four of the five largest crowds uh, in Amway Center history this season, and thus in Orlando Magic history, because Amway Center is much bigger than the old Orlando Arena. Um, This season, there is legitimate excitement. There is a legitimate feeling of this team is going to do something special. This team is going to be something special. And that this team has a reason to fight and to grow and to invest in. The fans feel it. The team feels it. And you could sense it in the desperation which the Magic played on Tuesday night. They played hard. They took the lead. They fought. They scrapped. They went down. They fought back. They showed everything about this team that we love already and are going to continue to love as they develop and grow. They're scrappy. They fight hard. They, they, they find their way. And everyone who watches this team play and watches them play at this high of a level understands the Magic's time in the spotlight, in the postseason, wherever it is, they're not going to have to wait very long. We've known probably since February this year that this, se- that this season was kind of stepping stone year to get to the playoffs next year, to get to the postseason next year. We aren't afraid to say it. Next year is a postseason year. I don't think anyone in that front office, anyone on that team, anyone in that coaching staff is going to hide from that expectation. Yes, they may say, you know, we're just looking to improve again, but very much that is the standard that this team has set. And if if there's any goal that needed to be accomplished this year, it was to have that standard set, to go into a game against the fourth-seeded Cleveland Cavaliers, and they essentially wrapped up the fourth-seed and, and, and clinched home-court advantage um, in, in this game with this win. The Magic were going into, the, were going into a game that Cleveland needed, the fourth-seed needed, and went toe-to-toe with them, with Donovan Mitchell playing his absolute best, with the size that they have on the interior. They stood up to the best defense in the league and went out and scored 113 points. They were unafraid, and they have been unafraid all year long. That is who this team is. Why not us? Why not now? Yeah, this team isn't maybe the championship level that the Magic were when Rich DeVos said those famous words in, 19, in the 90, 1995 season, but it's very much the attitude this team has. They know their future is out there, and they want to make that future a reality sooner rather than later. And they really almost did it. Yeah, it took them a while. Yes, injuries knocked them back. Yes, youthful youthful inexperience and youthful struggles knocked them down. But this Magic team was ready to fight every single night for the last 79 games, with maybe some few exceptions. This Magic team fought and fought hard. They were not going to back down from anyone They were not going to give up on any deficit. They were not going to stop learning and growing. 
There are obviously still three games left. The season is not over. There are still three more opportunities to learn, to grow, to do all those things. But yes, the carrot is gone. That carrot dangling in front of the magic is no more. This team doesn't have a goal to reach for, a a thing to grab, only the promise of what's going to come next. And and maybe that's really what the Magic were playing for and what the Magic were playing against or, or playing with this entire time. Maybe that is what was ultimately in front of them. Not the promise of a postseason race, but the promise of what they will become next year and the year after as they continue to grow and learn. This season, to some extent, needed to be proof of concept of what they could be. This season, to some extent, had to be almost a a statement or almost a, a thought of who the Magic are and what the Magic will ultimately become. This season had to be so many things for this young group. But there's still so many things this team still has to learn and still has to be. This Magic team, this Magic season has been undeniably fun. And in this world where it's win or bust, championship or bust, and the Magic are going to get there, remember this season. Remember the foundation, remember the bottom floor, and the, 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 the excitement of discovery. The joy of figuring this stuff out. The trial and error, the mistakes that were made and learned from. Because ultimately, when the Magic do get to the promised land next year, when they do advance into the playoffs in the near future, the feeling of disappointment, the feeling of sadness that is completely warranted today as the Magic bow out of the postseason race, those are the foundations that this group's going to build on. We all have more to say on the season as a whole, but Tuesday night, we saw the Magic at their best. Who they are to their core, fighting and scratching and clawing against impossible odds. And yes, a more experienced opponent that knew how to get the job done in the end. But we saw the beginnings of who this team is going to be. An undeniable storm coming because it has been, any team can beat any team on any given night, but it's the consistency and the effort in which the Magic played every single night 79 games into the season that put them in this spot, that gave them this opportunity. And now, unfortunately, that opportunity has closed. The Magic can't make the postseason. Their season will end Sunday afternoon in Miami. And we will just have to see where this team evolves next because now that the present is closed... We look ahead to the future. And we look ahead to what this team is going to become very quickly. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit more specifically about Tuesday's game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. 
But first, a quick word from our friends at eBay. For championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with more than 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's go through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic falls to the Cleveland Cavaliers 117 to 113. And look, this was this was a really solid game from the Orlando Magic. Um, you know, this 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 felt like I mean, I don't want to call it a heavyweight fight. Cleveland's 50 and 30, Orlando's 34 and 45. Orlando made some mistakes and, and certainly looked a part of the younger team throughout much of this game, but the Magic did go toe-to-toe with the Cleveland Cavaliers and played some really good basketball. They played some sharp defense in the first quarter, then completely forgot how to play defense the rest of the game. Or, you know, not completely, but didn't play consistent defense the rest of the game, but kept the pressure on. And really, it was just a game of great shot making on both sides of the ball. Um, the story of this game is shot making. And, and we'll get into a little bit more about that shot making story on the back end of this podcast. But Orlando played their style. They moved the ball well, they got to the rim, they got to the basket, um, they tried getting to the foul line. They kept the pressure on Cleveland, and even when Cleveland eventually took the lead in the third quarter, uh, even when Cleveland got up by eight or nine in the fourth quarter, Orlando just kept fighting back. They kept scrapping. They kept clawing. Again, this was a game that just showed you exactly who the Orlando Magic are and who this team was. And, and, and it was this this team was unabashedly itself trying to fight and claw their way into the postseason by any means necessary. Uh, Orlando just did so many good things and just kept that pressure on. We got to start with Markel Fultz. 23 points, 11 for 17 shooting, 8 assists on the game. Did have 2 turnovers. Uh, Turnovers were a huge issue for Orlando. Cleveland with just 9 turnovers. Orlando with 13, 17 points off those turnovers. Again, a huge difference in this game. The scoring just kind of slowed down just enough in the 4th quarter to allow Cleveland to take over. Fultz had some great plays throughout, both as a passer and as a scorer. Um, got to the basket, got to his spot, hit a three. Again, I, I love that Markel Fultz takes threes one for one. I, I want him to shoot those confidently. Uh, I know that he can. I, I think he's still not uh, completely comfortable for me on the arc, but the more he shoots, the better it's going to be. And, and he's gotten a lot better as the season's gone on. And, and you can just feel that confidence just kind of overflowing with him. He just, He's just on it at all times. 
Paolo Bancaro had also a solid game. 20 points, 7 for 16 shooting, 10 rebounds in this one, added 4 assists. Paolo was on the attack throughout much of the night, was willing to get to the basket, willing to get to the line. Only took six free throws. The Magic only had 17 free throws. Cleveland's not a team that fouls a lot. They are a physical team, but they don't foul a lot. Uh, we'll see what the last two-minute report says. But uh, I, I, I thought the Magic did a good job trying to get to the line. They just couldn't get the whistle to go their way. They couldn't get the, the fouls to go their way. But they did a good job living in the paint. Um, and again, that's what you have to do against this, a team like this. Orlando outscores Cleveland 58-38 to 38 in the paint. You've heard me say on this podcast a million times, those are that's usually a good sign that the Magic are going to win a game. They are 29-53 in the paint. So again, you look at Cleveland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, both great, great rim protectors, great interior defenders. Really made it difficult for the Magic, A, to get to the foul line, and B, to score in the paint. Orlando was never afraid. They kept attacking, they kept attacking, they kept attacking. They shot 50.6% against the best defensive team in the league. They had 18 fast break points, so they used their defense to beat that Cleveland defense uh, in transition. Um, Orlando just had a really good game plan. And they really executed it well. And Paolo, obviously a big part of that, able to get to the basket. Played 37 and a half minutes too. Orlando was going for this game. Markel played 36 in this game. Paolo was scoring really effectively and really well. Again, just maybe missed some shots around the basket late that he needed to make. Um, missed a couple of free throws. Was great on the glass. Was great defensively. This was a really good Paolo Bancaro game. Wendell Carter with 17 points, 6 for 10 shooting, 4 for 5 from deep, 12 rebounds. Also just really solid on the block. Hit a couple of really tough threes, especially when the Magic went down by nine or early in the fourth quarter, nine or eight early in the fourth quarter. Hit back-to-back threes that got the Magic back in the game. Eventually enabled them to take the lead on the Palo Bancaro steal and layup. Um, you know, Magic, again, just had some misses around the basket that kind of cost them. Carter was great spacing the floor. Uh, again, solid job there. Franz Wagner also with 17 points. Seven for 18 shooting. Uh, six rebounds for him. I thought he was really good on the glass as well. Just really active. Had four offensive rebounds. Um, just again, missed some of those bunnies that he was making. He was, I think, more than anyone else, he was the one affected by Evan Mobley and and Jarrett Allen in the paint. He's so good at finishing around guys um, that I think that floater game just got knocked off a little bit, knowing that there was a shot blocker in there again. I'd like to see him seek out contact a little bit more, get to the foul line. I should have noted this earlier. Palo Bancaro had five turnovers. Turnovers were an issue. Orlando had 13 turnovers. Cleveland really put the vice the vice grip on in the third quarter. Got Orlando into traps where they weren't sure how to pass the ball. You could just tell Orlando was just a little bit on their back foot offensively. They were making uh, making shots to make up for it. They were getting out in transition when they did get stops to make, make up for it. But when Orlando had to execute in the half court, Cleveland really did a number on them and made it difficult for them to execute. Often got them into traps where they, where they got into trouble. Orlando got a lot of contributions off the bench. Cole Anthony, 15 points, 4 for 6 shooting. Six for six from the foul line. Just did a great job attacking. Five assists. He he did. I mean, the games like this for Cole Anthony have become normal. Plus ten, plus minus. These are just normal games for Cole Anthony now, uh, where he's just going to get to that elbow area. He's going to hit that jumper, and that's that. And you're done. You're toast. He's going to hit a pull up three. He's going to get to the basket. He's going to get to the foul line. He's going to be a pest defensively. Be a lot better defensively than you probably think he is, or a lot better than the scouting report says he is. Just doing every little thing that this team needs. Goga Batadze, 10 points, 5 for 9, shooting 6 rebounds. Provided some great minutes in the second half to get the Magic back into the game. And then Jalen Suggs, 8 points, 4 for 6, shooting. Not the greatest scoring game in the world, but that dude was on it defensively. And, and, and the results will not show it. The results will not say it, especially with the two shots Donovan Mitchell hit over him in the last two minutes. But Jalen Suggs was getting after guys all night long. He was... 
in Donovan Mitchell's grill, made him uncomfortable, made him take tough shots, and hey, he made tough shots. Uh, you can live with that. Orlando shoots 50.6% from the floor, 10 for 23 from beyond the arc, 13 for 17 from the foul line. They have 13 offensive rebounds, helping them stay in the game uh, when they needed it, had 14 second chance points to Cleveland's four, so great job on the glass for Orlando. Only five offensive rebounds for Cleveland, but 13 turnovers or 17 points really hurt them in such a tight game. Cleveland makes 50% of their shots, 15 of 31 from beyond the arc. Donovan Mitchell scores 43 points on 15 for 23 shooting, five for nine from deep. Just not a lot the Magic could do with him. They did force him to three turnovers, so I don't want to. I don't want you to think they did poorly defensively on him. And then Karis Levert, 19 points, five for six shooting from deep. Just another guy the Magic just didn't really have an answer for. Did he just got hot, made the shots that he took? Orlando was happy to let some of these Cleveland players take threes, but they made 15 of 31, so eventually that did burn the Magic. The Orlando Magic fall to the Cleveland Cavaliers 117 to 113, officially ending their playoff hopes. How do the Magic level up from here? Well, Donovan Mitchell provides a little bit of an answer. We're going to talk a little bit more about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, let's give a quick word from our friends at FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Obviously, I think one thing that has been on our minds throughout much of the season is this idea of clutch basketball, of clutch play. Um, it is obviously a big determiner, determinant in whether a team gets a higher seed in the playoffs or a lower seed in the playoffs. Um, you know, The Magic have been pretty good at winning close games. They played a good chunk of close games, which is a good sign of the progress from a 22-win team to a team that's flirting with the postseason. 
And unfortunately, the Magic just couldn't win enough of them. Now, some of that is certainly, I don't want to say by design, but certainly a choice. Uh, even in this game, the Magic put the ball in Paolo Bancaro's hands late in games. Knowing that they have Markel Fultz, who is the highest field goal percentage in clutch situations of qualifying players, the players who regularly play a lot of these close games. I've said this numerous times. If, if the Magic actually wanted to win a lot of these games, Markel Fultz would probably have the ball in his hands a lot more. Markel Fultz would probably be the one leading a lot of these plays and a lot of these uh, a lot of these moments late in games. That's the that's the truth. That is the truth of the matter. Um, and I, I don't disagree with the decision to put the ball in Paolo's hands because eventually Paolo Bancaro is going to be the one making the shots. You could clearly see that he is the guy that can lead this team. And we all saw that New Orleans game. That was a huge moment when Paolo Bancaro really arrived and showed us, okay, he's he's going to be fine. He's going to get this. He's going to be able to make those shots. Rookies don't do this well. And so it's, of course, okay that Bancaro isn't perfect. But it's hard not to look at Donovan Mitchell and the way that he played and not say, that's eventually what we're getting to. It's a little reductive to say that the Magic need an ISO score. Um, you know, the Magic don't are, are middle of the pack in terms of isolations per game. They're not an ISO-heavy team. Last year, they ran the second-fewest ISOs per game, so Paolo Bancaro has changed that up a little bit. Bancaro is a pretty heavy ISO usage player. There's only averaging around 0.8182 points per possession on his ISO plays. Don Mitchell, around the same number as, as Bancaro, but he's at 0.9. That extra one-tenth of a point per possession um, is a big deal. And obviously, it, it, the numbers don't quite capture the magnitude of some of these shots. Don, you know, Being able for Cleveland in a close game, needing a basket, to give the ball to Donovan Mitchell against a really good defender in Jalen Suggs at the free throw line, at the elbow, having him square up and just rise up and take a shot, that's a really powerful tool. And, you know, something that I think that this Magic team has has tried to do, has done throughout the course of the season, is to start playing a style that's going to get them ready for the playoffs. They may not be making the playoffs this year. They may not be in the postseason this year. But they're already trying to play a style or trying to prepare their team for what the postseason is going to be like. And, and, and I think you have to do that. And a game like this, a game like the New York game that the Magic lost at the Amway Center a few weeks, uh, about a month ago now, a game, game, the two games against the Miami Heat that went to overtime, those were playoff caliber atmospheres. Those were playoff caliber games and playoff, obviously playoff caliber competition. And in each of those games... It just came down to pure shot making. It came down to Jimmy Butler hitting a big shot off the dribble. A big shot in isolation. It came down to Jalen Brunson isolating his man and hitting a shot to keep the team at bay. It came down to Donovan Mitchell with Jalen Suggs an inch away from him, rising up and taking a shot and beating the defense. It's It sounds simple, but these are difficult shots. And and, and when you get to the playoffs, and obviously we're getting to the playoffs now, you're going to watch it. These games turn on the ability to make big shots in big moments. As much as we want it to be about numbers, as much as we want to be able to quantify everything, it's sometimes just about, it is literally in this sport, sometimes just about rising to the moment and making a dang play. A play that can change a franchise. You know, like Kawhi Leonard's 
buzzer beater. The Sixers were just, were plenty good to win that series in Game 7, and they just ran out of time. They got beat by a really tough shot. And it's tough to live with that, but it's a make-or-miss league after all. What I'm trying to say then is, what the Magic are missing is this shot-making ability. Because as Donovan Mitchell was hitting the shots that he was making, Paolo Bancaro was struggling with those kinds of shots himself. He tried to rush his way to the basket to draw a foul, didn't get the foul, and kind of threw his arms up in frustration. Markel Fultz, you know, with the Magic down by four, Markel Fultz walked into a jumper at his spot, at the elbow, got plenty of space, and just missed it. And that's okay. You can live with a missed good shot. Uh, you know, you know, it, it, it stings because you need the result. But this is more consistently what the Magic are going to have to find. They're going to need a guy that can just get them a bucket. When they need a basket, can get it to them. And that might be Markel, that might be Paolo, that might be Franz. But that role hasn't developed yet. And when you look at this team and you look at the way that they're going to evolve next, the way that they're going to develop next, figuring this out, figuring out how to come back in games, how to make big shots in games, that's going to be the secret sauce. That's what's going to elevate this team from the nice young team or the plucky young team that makes the postseason to the team that can really do some damage. You look back at the 2019 and the 2020 seasons, the Magic didn't have that guy. God love Nikola Vucevic. But at the end of the day, those games came down to someone needed to make a shot, whether it was against the Raptors or the Bucks in tw- the Raptors in 2019 or the Bucks in 2020. Kawhi Leonard could just make a shot. Giannis Antetokounmpo, shoot, Chris Middleton could just make a shot. And the Magic couldn't rely on Nikola Vucevic to do that. They couldn't rely on Evan Fournier to do that. Aaron Gordon was hurt in 2020. They couldn't rely on him for that. They couldn't rely on Aaron Gordon in clutch situations to do that in 2019. This is the thing that the Magic have been looking for, frankly, since Tracy McGrady left. Forget Dwight. Now, Hito did it. Hito did it. So I'll give Hito that credit. They've been looking for this since they let Hito Turkoglu go. They wanted it to be Vince Carter. He didn't step up to the plate. Jameer Nelson did at times, too, but they missed just a perimeter score, a mid-range score, a mid-range assassin who could just get a shot to go win in a big moment. We, uh, if everything tracks, and it looks like we're on, on track for this, Paolo Bancaro will be the Magic's first 20-point scorer who is not a center since Steve Francis in 2005. We are on track for that, and, and Franz Wagner... We'll need some scoring. We'll need some points, but not completely out of the picture to make the make this the, the first season since 1996 where the Magic had two players who averaged 20 points per game or more on the same team. The Magic do have scores, is is what I'm trying to say. They have more scores, and, and yes, it's a more heavily offensive league than ever. But they have some guys who can put the ball in the basket. The question then is. Can they put the ball in the basket when it matters most? And that's the part that is so unproven. And frankly, as much as this loss stings, as much as this loss teaches the Magic that lesson, that might be the big lesson. or That might be the big storyline for the Magic next season. As they try to make the playoffs and as they try to prove that they're not just 
making a playoff cameo, but a future dangerous team. Do they have a guy that's going to make the big basket at the big moment consistently? That is a question, perhaps. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the football selling podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on tw- follow me on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prosser. Right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.